So our reading this morning was from, uh, was from Luke chapter 10. Um, a reading from the Holy Bible. And the Holy Bible is completely unique. It is unlike anything else that has ever been written in history or anything that will ever be written in the future. In 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, we read, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the Holy Bible is, quite literally, God's word. There are no recordings, there are no photos, there are no film clips, or anything else, apart from the Holy Bible, that are available to any of us to tell us and teach us with such authority about Christ's own ministry and teachings when, as the Son of God, he was born, walked amongst us, and died on the cross for us all, for our redemption and salvation. And the Holy Bible is an instruction manual for our lives. As Christians, we often refer to our God as being our Father, and that is exactly what he is. He is our most perfect Father ever to each and every one of us, and he loves and cares for each of us completely and utterly no matter who we are today and what we have done in our lives. And the Holy Bible is in God's holy sorry, the Holy Bible is God's own instruction manual to teach each and every one of us as our loving Father about Himself, to guide each of us as to how we should not only live our own lives, but also how we should treat others and care for his wonderful creation and everything that lives in it. And the Holy Bible also sets the rules. A very important part of Scripture is to tell us, each and every one of us, about God's rules for our lives, about the things that we should do, and about the things that we should not be doing. And in the Old Testament, we can read about how God's rules were given to humanity from the very beginning, from the very start of creation where in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, we read that God told Adam and Eve that they should be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, God told them something that they should not do. You must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will surely die. And then there is when um, Moses went up the mountain, spoke directly with God, and received from God the Ten Commandments. And in many, many other places throughout the Old Testament, we can read about God's rules for his chosen people. In fact, 
there are many biblical scholars who believe that there are no less than 613 of God's rules recorded throughout the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, we can read about uh, Jesus' own teachings about how each and every one of us should live our lives, including the greatest commandment, uh, which Chris spoke about a few weeks ago here at St. Mark's, where in Matthew chapter 22, verse 17, we read that Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. But what does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind? Well, to love God as our Heavenly Father, of course, means that we should want to follow his rules in our lives, to do the things he tells us that we should do, and to not do the things that he tells us are wrong. But to truly love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, we need to be spending time in his presence, just talking to and listening to him and enjoying time together in each other's company. And this is exactly what Mary was doing here in today's reading from Luke whilst Martha was busy doing all the preparation tasks. Of course, these tasks were important, but what Mary was doing was also very important, just sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to what Jesus was saying, and resting in his presence. We also need to spend time with God listening to what he is saying and resting in his presence. And just like Mary did in today's teaching, this should be an important and it should be a regular part of our lives. We all enjoy spending time together with those closest to us, our friends, our family, those who are an important part of our lives. And God also wants to be an important part of our life. In fact, he wants to be the most important part of our life. And he wants us to spend time together, regularly together with him. God loves to hear what we have to um, say to him when we give him our thanks, when we tell him our troubles, our fears, and when we ask him for his blessings and protection, not only for ourselves, but for others as well. Doing all of this is a very important part of spending time together with him. But equally important is also when we spend time listening to God, hearing in turn what he has to say to each of us and his plans for our lives. Sometimes this can be through being given a word, a picture, or even a particular passage from Scripture. And then there are the times when we just rest in his presence, enjoying both his company and the amazing love that he has for each and every one of us. 
And there are many Bible passages that teach us about the importance of just resting with God. For example, um, in the very well-known Psalm 23, verse 2 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And in Psalm 37, verse 7, we are told to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And also in Mark, chapter 6, verse 31, we read that Jesus said, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place. And again in Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now we should also remember that God himself rested on the seventh day after creation, and that this is the Sabbath day, set apart from the other six days of the week, so that we too can draw near to him and rest in his presence. But spending time in God's presence is not something we should only do on Sundays. God is always with us, every minute of every hour of every day and every day of our lives. He never leaves our presence. But as we go about our daily lives, we can often forget about him and fail to enjoy his presence with us. So how can we spend time like this with God? Well, spending time like this with God is just like spending time with friends and family. It means that firstly, we have to make this an important thing to do. We need to set time aside in our busy schedules to do this. And we need to do this often. So it becomes a regular part of our lives. And sometimes this could be for just a few minutes, but a few precious minutes where we are focused on God rather than anything or everything else. And at other times, this could and should be for longer. Setting aside a more significant amount of time in our day just to spend that time with our God. And then again, just like spending time with uh, friends and family, we need to think about how are we going to spend our time with him? What are we going to do together with our God? Things like spending time in prayer, or perhaps spending time reading God's word from the Bible. And these are both things that uh, should be an important and regular part of our lives as Christians. But it can also be many other things. Things like going for a walk, enjoying both time together with God and the many miracles of his creation. Or perhaps it could be something like um, drawing or painting God a picture, or writing God a story, or a poem, or a song. Or perhaps just taking time to rest quietly with him, focusing on our relationship with him and listening to what he has to say. And it can even be something like going on retreat, spending time in another place to focus on your relationship together with him. So, 
And now I'd like us to just take a few minutes to think about and discuss with one another in small groups how each of us could be spending time resting at his feet. I'd like you to share with one another the ways that you are already spending time with God and the things that you enjoy doing together. And I'd also like you to talk about how you might increase and improve the time that you're spending together with him in your lives. We'll give it just a few minutes, but if you'd like to uh, turn to your neighbour and uh, form small groups. Thank you. Well, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of discussion going on. And uh, maybe it's something you might even want to carry on discussing after... Uh, the end of our service this morning but um, anyway I hope you found those uh, those few minutes useful um, and perhaps you might now have a few more ideas as to how you can personally spend a bit more time enjoying God's company as part of your day the Holy Bible is unique God's own instruction manual and the Bible teaches us many things, including how each of us should live our lives, what we should be doing, and what we should not do as Christians. And God's greatest commandment to us all in the Bible is that each of us should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And this means that each of us needs to be regularly spending time with God, talking and listening to what each other has to say, and enjoying spending time together in one another's company as we rest at God's feet.